Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back for part two with Tim Ross. And there were so many emotions unpacked and healing that took place. What do you do when your transition includes isolation? So never worship the season. Yeah. Worship the God of the seasons. I'm gonna get canceled because you know how I talk privately. I'm in a private conversation, white, black, Hispanic. I'm I'm going to be the most indigenous hood. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so that you're notified every single time we drop a new video. Now let's hop into the show. Welcome to the table. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get real, we're gonna get right. Oh, building up wealth, we're gonna give life. Welcome to the table. And the reason why I think for me it's a little emotional for me because I've I was once you. Mm. I didn't know who I was neither. The the woman who's holding you, she was she knew I was too black for the white people, <laughs> too white for the black people. And I would come home crying because I was like, well, God, who am I? And it was people like woman who's holding you right now, who reminded me, you're Anthony O'Neill. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. When you was in your mother's womb, he took his time and he made the weirdness, the awkwardness, the this and that about you. Who are you? You may be too black, you may be too white, but you are enough. And for me, I want you to know, never doubt who you are. Because when you start doubting who you are, you're doubting the creator of who made you. And he knows exactly what's on the inside of you and what needs to come out. And I know there's a lot of business ideas um, inside of you. You're inside of our ICS community. You're gonna stay inside of that. Uh, We know what's going on with you. And so what we're gonna do, uh, CJ, Alex, let's go ahead and give her the whole year for free. And so we can keep that community around you. Let's go. I love that. Because yes. I believe, one, you need to talk to Mignon, who's holding you. She's been there. She's been through a huge transition. And you're you're being held by a woman who had nothing and who now makes millions <laughs> and impacts the world because she never stopped doubting who God made her to be. So we're going to cover that. I'm going to connect you with my mama. That's my mama who's holding you. And uh, we're going to be, we're going to ride this wave with you and help you get through this transition. Let's go. All right. right. I love it. Oh, so good. Oh, gosh. You know, that makes me want to ask this question, man, because I don't think she's the only one in this room or the only person listening to this podcast or watching this show who's doubting who they are, who are sitting there questioning, am I supposed to be doing this? Right. Who, who are sitting there questioning, you know, like, wait, man, everyone says I should talk like this. I should go do this. I should start this business. I should be here. I remember someone very, very, very influential in my life looked me in my face and told me I was not a leader. Dang. Psych. 
and it hurt me. Yeah, for sure. I came home, I couldn't sleep for a whole week. I questioned myself and I was like, wait, I'm not a leader? I'm like, God, what? Did you mess up with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, sp went and spoke to one of my mentors and said, he's right. You're not a leader to him. Mm. You're not called to lead everybody. It's true. So he, true. And so he was like, for, wow. for him, wow, you're not. Yes, sir. But for me, for them, for yeah. them, yeah. for the 700,000 people who follow you on YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. For the 300, that, yeah, he was yeah, like, for sure. you are leading those people. That's absolutely correct. But for a whole week, I felt like I was nothing. Yeah. I felt like, God, you messed up with me. Yeah. How do we encourage people, especially in today's day and time, we, we, we hear ladies, especially our black ladies say, they're not protected, they're not heard. Uh, when black ladies are the fastest growing entrepreneur in the world, how do we help them understand, Tim, anybody? Yeah. That you are somebody. Oh, absolutely. And you will question it, but never doubt it. Yeah, um, this is this is a very um, felt thing for me right now because I've been doing this podcast for fourteen months. Yeah, and it has put the most authentic version of me on public display. Facts in a way I would have never volunteered for. Yeah, so. Um, I'll never forget when the Holy, the Holy Spirit gave me the vision of the basement uh, when I was 30 years old. Mm. And um, he just told me, get as many people to the basement as you can. So everybody I was mentoring and discipling, I was just telling them about this vision I had. Then he tells me to do it as a podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then he says, um, the same voice that you have used to mentor and disciple people privately that's the voice I need you to use publicly. Mm. To which I responded, I'm gonna get canceled. Because mm. <laughs> you know how I talk privately. Right, 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 right. I'm from the hood, like I'm from LA. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm in a private conversation, white, black, Hispanic, Philippines. I've been there with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not code switching. You're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be the most indigenous. <laughs> hood right. nigga. You're right. With the word though. With the word. With, <laughs> with that book, right? And so, and so his response was, go ahead and get canceled. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. So um I was afraid to be me mm -hmm. in front of a camera with a hot mic. Yeah. If it was in private, I would yes, do it. Yes, sir. But when you tell me to bring that public, yes, sir. there's scrutiny, there's misunderstanding. I have a whole group of people that have just followed me as a preacher for 27 years. They've never heard me talk like this. They're disappointed, they're angry, they're frustrated. They, what do you think you're doing? Get right. back in line. And I'm like, yo pastor is with his wife today. Cause I cussed him out. <laughs> They, they ain't ready for that. He wasn't listening to scripture. Right, right, right. He didn't listen to me until I cussed, cussed him out. You almost cussed me out one time. I remember that. Like, 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 I'm not like I'm not trying to be sensational. Right, I'm right. not. I'm right. not Dave Chappelleing. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Every other word. Beep, 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 right? Right, right, right. That's not the case. But my brother founded a game. Mm. 
He was in prison for 11 years. I know how to talk to like grimy mm. hood people. Mm. And some of the best people we think, remember how shocked we was when uh, Whitney married Bobby? <laughs> you remember the collective shock we had? What we found out later was Whitney was bowhunted and Bobby. <laughs> Clive Davis just dressed that thing up so good that we just thought she was a supermodel and she was all, Whitney was hood. 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 Okay? So, so I know how to reach into people and get that out. Facts. And in this season of life, he wants me to go after the highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs. Yeah, yeah. That's who I'm talking to. Facts. Facts. 75% of hip-hop music is purchased by white people. Yep. Quick pause from today's show. You see, life is a roller coaster of highs and lows. You see, when we're soaring, we're on top of the world. When we're winning, it feels like we can conquer and challenge anything that comes our way. Like, we could win, but let's be honest. When we're going through tough times, when we're navigating through a storm, it can be overwhelming, it can be depressive, and it could be hindering our ability to be the best version of ourselves. You see, over the last two, three years, I've learned the transformative power of therapy. You see, collaborating with a therapist can equip you and I with the insights and strategies to empower ourselves, helping us to face life hurdles with newfound confidence and power behind us. I want you to consider therapy. And, I, and while you're considering therapy, I want you to consider my friends over at BetterHelp, a top-tier online therapy platform known for its accessibility, adaptability, and affordability. I call it the three A's. You see, by filling out a concise questionnaire, you will be connected with a licensed therapist who resonates with your unique needs. The key word there was your unique needs. Moreover, the flexibility of changing a therapist if it's not working out for you is easy with BetterHelp and you can do this at any time because we want you to find the best therapist that's going to help you progress and move forward in life. Investing in our mental health is a step towards a more enriching life. Investing into therapy is a step towards you building long-lasting wealth. And to facilitate this, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy, or you can click the link in today's show notes. But the key thing here before we get back to today's show, start your journey towards self-empowerment today. And let's together resume our path to personal growth. Let's get back to the show. They hear the word nigga more than most niggas hear the word nigga. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm using a cadence that I'm very, very comfortable with. Right. I know some people are uncomfortable with it. They might be uncomfortable with some of the language I've used now. I understand that, but I can hold the tension of that. Right. But my audience, my, 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 my target audience has changed. Yeah. I still love preaching in churches. Yep. But my focus is highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs. Yeah. And so when OnlyFans models and porn stars and NBA players and basketball players they're hearing the cadence that they're used to and going, can I talk to you? Yep. They leaving me voice note DMs. Yep. Hey man, I'm in a contract season, but I'm about to get a divorce. I'm tired of, your, I'm tired of my wife sending me your clips. Either call me or stop this pod. <laughs> and I'm like, give me a number, I'll, I'll hit you up, whatever. So, so permission to be yourself 
is risky. Yes. You are going to alienate people. Yes. You are going to piss some people off. Right. There is going to be confusion. Yeah. There is going to be contempt. Yeah. You will be celebrated, but this is what you got to be open to. Sometimes you are celebrated by people that are not a part of the group mm -hmm. that you were raised up with in community. Mm-hmm. 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 I remember when um, uh, everybody lost their mind over uh, me using the Jesus as a stripper analogy. The church like was like, stone him, yep. false prophet, wolf in sheep's clothing, stone him. <laughs> and these two dudes from Atlanta who ain't saved went on their podcast to defend me. Isn't that funny? Jesus. And they defended you. I've been wearing them out with this book, but they some they were some hoes. <laughs> they was out there running through Atlanta. But then calling me like, hey, bro, I need prayer. Mm. Mm. And your wisdom is sticking with me. The last time I had sex, I couldn't even enjoy it right, fool. Mm -mm. Why you, mm. you messing with us, bro? Mm. We changing. We weren't trying to change. Mm. <laughs> now we changing. I don't know if I have another man. Never mind. I'm you know what I'm saying? So, so, so for me, I, I know I, I identify with her. Yeah. Like, like, it is scary to give yourself permission to be yourself. Right. Because when you when you have been been stuck in the body mm. that mm. people most accepted you in. Yeah. Yeah. And then you feel called out of that. Right. That can be a dangerous proposition. It could. Because you are going to destabilize your support systems. Right. You, you might destabilize your income. Absolutely. For I can't tell you how many people called me and rescinded their invitations for me to preach at their church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. I love you. Yeah. But you can't come no more. Right. But they still sent that check. <laughs> yeah. And I cashed it. <laughs> You know, you know what's so funny, Tim, though? I, I think, and, and I'm trying to say this respectfully because I don't want to be disrespectful, but I got to say, I think people like yourself and I now, we're reaching more people than actual pastors. That's fact. That's not disrespectful. That's a fact. It's a fact. Let me say this about myself, just to prove that. Yeah. I have reached more people in the last 14 months through this podcast than I did preaching 27 and a half years. Facts. Facts. Verifiably. Not that's not hyperbole. Facts. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think it's because we have freedom to really say what needs to be said. Absolutely. And, and they want to say it too, but can't. They can't. You know how many pastors have called me? Hey, bro, when you're on your podcast, say this. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how come I'm a pastor? Yeah. I can't say that on this stage. So, so here was the thing. When, 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 because remember, he told me to lead a church before he told me to start the pod. Right, right. So when he told me to start the pod, I was like, I don't understand why. Right. Now I'm like, you so smart. <laughs> I'm like, sir, you're so smart. There's no way. You could have said that. I could have been still what? leading a church. Yes, sir. And having these type of conversations. No way. I, I, think, I think one of the things that we have to hold in tension, though, is that conversations mm -hmm. are completely different mm -hmm. than sermons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Sermons are not a conversation. Facts. 
The pastor's not asking for nobody's feedback nope. during the service except say amen. Amen. That's the only feedback they want back, mm -hmm. right? But when you're dealing with, with, with that, when that young lady is standing there and I'm feeling her emotion, I'm... Doo -doo. Yes. I'm attuned to her. I'm an right. empath. So I am like, I'm reading her body language. Her yeah. hands are behind her back. She's not even ready to stand tall in who she is yet. Right. It's coming, yeah. right? But her body, there's stuff in her neural system that still needs to be unlocked. This is a human being mm -hmm. and, and with emotions and, and a marriage and kids. Yeah. And, and she's trying to sort through all of that to be who God has called her to be. That's a very scary place to be. Mm -hmm. And so everything, I didn't have a scripture for her. Mm -hmm. I've had some scriptures for, I didn't have a scripture for her. I just needed to be present. Yeah. And attuned yeah. to where she is now. And so sometimes, depending on the, the, the conversations I'm having, it brings strong emotion out of me. Facts. And some stuff is preposterous. Yeah. Yeah. And some stuff is audacious. Right. And some stuff is devastating. And other stuff is beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Just depends on where it is Facts. for me. Right. Not might not, not might be not may not be for somebody else. Right. But when we're holding space for humanity, it has to be safe. Mm. 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 The only reason why people are walking up here to ask questions because they feel like this space is, is safe. safe. And the moment it's not safe, they clam up. Right. Sometimes. And I could be, no, nah, I'm not wrong. I always say this. I can say it. It's my show. <laughs> it is your show. Sometimes I don't think the church is safe. Because uh, it, it's not. And, and I think the sometimes. reason why we're losing, sometimes, correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. And not all physical churches, but there are some churches that are not safe. Not safe at all. And I think the reason why the, the, the kingdom is being frowned upon is because we're not creating a safe place. Correct. For people to come. Absolutely correct. And to feel connected. Yeah, absolutely correct. And so that's why I think God is calling people like yourself, like myself, you know, to really get into this spot because God needs to get a word out to those people. I agree. And it, I laugh every time I get a pastor to call me. Some big name pastors will literally call me, please say this, please say that. And I'm like, well, how come you can't? I want to, right. but if I said it. Yeah. But My people will go crazy. Well, and all, I do want to say this as a as a former lead pastor. Mm -hmm. It's not the place for it to be said. Mm -hmm. See, see, see all of our conversations. This is historic mm -hmm. black community. Yes. The, all of the conversations came from the pulpit. Yep. That's a sacred desk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a sacred book. Mm -hmm. When I open up the book to go preach the word of God, I preach from a place of burden. God has to tell me what to preach. I don't make up stuff to preach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I went through a spiritual hurt in my life, and there was a passage of scripture that I couldn't teach or preach on in a decade mm. because I, I wouldn't be able to teach it with purity because I was thinking about the person that hurt me. Mm. So not only did God not give me the burden for it, but I knew I could never preach on that myself. Right. So I'm a burden preacher. If God don't speak, I don't, I don't speak. Mm. That's the way I've always been. Mm. I don't have like a grab bag full of sermons like this one will work. Yeah. So, so in the pulpit, there, there, is a, there is a sacredness to that moment that I feel like should be taken seriously. Right. I, I refer to it as the, the State of the Union address. You're talking as an ambassador of Jesus Christ on behalf of the kingdom of heaven. Right. 
to his citizens and its visitors. Right. 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 So there, 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 there's a state of the union feel to that. Right. O Obama would never from the south side of Chicago. Let's not act like Obama's never said nigga. Mm -hmm. But he would never get up on a state of the union and be like, ladies and gentlemen, my niggas in America. <laughs> we know that the imbroglio in Russia and Ukraine is really messed up. <laughs> I don't know why these niggas won't stop. <laughs> I'm sending aid to Ukraine. Hopefully we'll get Putin to sit down. So like, like you know what I mean? Like right. he was never gonna say it, but that's not the place that's for it place. to be said. Right. But in conversation, yes. if we can't be safe here yeah. to delve into topics that will not make good sermons. Right. You got 40 minutes. Right. If you in a like a church that cares about time, right, 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 you got an hour and ninety minutes, right? You know, if if it's a church that doesn't care about time, like I, I want to make sure that that people understand that the the church is a place for God to speak to His people. Mm -hmm. That's where it should it should be a place right. where God speaks to His people. I think the reason why formats like ours are starting to increase in popularity is because after they hear that sermon, they need a place to talk. Exactly. We just need a place to talk and it has to be safe. If yeah. I ask this question, are you gonna get mad? Yeah. Or is it actually safe for me to bring all of me here? Yeah. <clears throat> and I wanna I want to say this to everyone listening, watching, and everyone in the room, you don't have to be a pastor to be anointed. At all. You, you don't have to be Tim Ross, Anthony O'Neill, Mike Todd to be anointed. You can be a doctor and be anointed. Trust. You, you, and make more money. It's facts. <laughs> you, you can be an assistant and make more impact. Facts. And, and I believe that sometimes we see people, oh man, they're so powerful, but so are you. And it's like, I want all of us to know this, no matter how God is using them, God is using you the same way, just differently. That's good. And never be ashamed of how God is using you. That's good. Never look down on yourself on how God is using you. Yep. And because I, I, my family just knew I was gonna be a pastor. I became a youth pastor, then I left. And it was like, what? God, God put, he put a word in your mouth. He sure did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm still speaking the same word. That's exactly right. I'm just speaking it differently. Yeah. yeah. And now my mom comes back. She she says this. Um, I got to speak uh, for Sarah um, at Woman Evolve, and she said she said something in my introduction. She said I always thought he'll be a pastor, but now he's more impactful than a pastor mm. because his words are reaching nations. That's right. And I was like, wow. And so your words are reaching nations. Absolutely. No That's matter good. where you are. That's right. Your words are impacting people. Yeah. Let's get another question. Who we got next? Come on. Hi, um, my name is Jasmine and I'm 25. And I wanted to ask, um, how do you transition from emotional attachment with your parents? Um, I got a word a couple weeks ago and I don't know entirely what it means, but I feel like the Lord was saying, wherever you go, you're gonna be taken care of. And um, I instantly started crying because I thought of mom and dad yeah. and I love mom and dad yeah. and I honor mom and dad. So yeah. um, how do you 
transition that relationship. So that's so, I, I can just see the smile that came <laughs> on your face when you talked about your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Isn't it great to have good parents? Yes. I feel the same way yes. about mine. Um, so um, let's, let's be honoring and let's be honest, mm -hmm. right? Your parents are great and they're not perfect. Right, yes. <laughs> your parents are dope and in some ways, they're disconnected from 25-year-old mm. Jasmine and mm -hmm. her felt needs and her dreams and her goals and all that kind of stuff. And so when you're 25 years old, your parents should, if they can't do this naturally, sometimes they need help from their children. Mm. There, there are coaches now, right? You're on the sidelines of my life, right? You are no longer dictator. Right. Clean your room, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're no longer in that advice mode when I was a teenager. You're now coach. You're mm -hmm. on the sidelines. I'm the one in the game. I, I hear what you're saying. You want me to drive to the lane, but I'm going to shoot a three. I'm going to pull up and shoot a three. I think I can make it. Mm -hmm. If I miss, you was right. <laughs> but if I make it, hush up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Respectfully mm -hmm. hush up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the way that you initiate that I'm, I'm i'm an over communicator so again based on the smile that i saw you flash about mom and dad i feel like you could sit down and have this conversation with them mm -hmm. and let them know that you want the relationship to change but you don't want to lose them mm -hmm. i love mm -hmm. you guys so much you have meant so much to me in this season of my life would you all be against ask it in a no oriented way i, I i'm mentored by some top negotiators in the world, okay? No oriented questions will get you more information than a yes oriented questions. Most of us always trying to get a yes, we should be trying to get no's. Mm -hmm. So go to up to mom and dad and say, mom, dad, I wanna have a conversation with you and it might hit you sideways. It might um, make you feel like, oh my God, what is she asking for? Yeah. And they're gonna always be like, girl, what you trying to talk about? You know what I mean? You better not be pregnant, right? Like they're gonna. <laughs> And then you just let, you let them know. Um, would, you, would you be against our relationship changing? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to step into that next phase of womanhood. Yeah. And I need y'all to be my coaches. Mm -hmm. does, mm -hmm. that, does that make you angry? Does that make you feel bad? Does that disappoint you? Uh, you're, you're always mom and dad. Yeah. Mm. But I need my coaches now. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to play. And I need to fail and win yeah and i need your advice in between mm -hmm. does that how does that land on you it, it lands um i think i'm struggling because they've they've done a lot um both degrees have been paid for when i bought a home they went in with it so i i just don't want to disappoint if i you know did they get a degree too no yeah so let me yeah. let me let me say this that's very good i gotta watch this because my mom was watching this show <laughs> my biological mom it is not our responsibility to live out the dreams that our parents wish that they had and i feel as if sometimes our parents did not accomplish some of their dreams and so they really want us to live out those dreams and then sometimes those dreams are not our dreams and we feel the burden to live out their dreams and our dreams and then we're stressed, but they're over there happy. But then we're stressed, 
Like, I'm only doing this for you, but I really want to do this. And then now we're on this job. Now we're getting this degree. Now, now we're in debt because we're living out their dream that they didn't accomplish, but they put that on us. And I want to encourage you to have that conversation, like Tim is saying, but release yourself. Say, you know what? Mom, dad, I love you. And I see the tears coming down your eyes mm -hmm. because I had to have that conversation with my mom, with my dad. I'm like, listen, I love you. Thank you so much for all the sacrifices. Thank you so much for, for my mama worked three jobs. I got expelled. My mom quit her job to homeschool me because she didn't want me to go to some secondary school with a bunch of game bangers in LA. Yeah. And so I grow, I'm growing up thinking, dang, I got to do that for her. Because that's my mama, she sacrificed, she did that, she did this. And God put it on me, that was her responsibility. Now it's your responsibility to live out the life that I gave you. It was her responsibility to raise you, to train you, and to get you on your way. Because technically, like you said, you're not hers, you're mine. Mm -hmm. Now that you're on your own, you can't live out their dreams. That's good. You have to live out the life that I gave you. And so for before you have that conversation, like Pastor Tim is not Pastor Tim, like Tim <laughs> is saying, you got to have a conversation with yourself first. You need to sit down, write down. What are my dreams? What do I want to do? God, where do you want me to go? And you got to ask yourself why. And then when you answer that first why, ask yourself again, why? When you ask yourself that second why, you answer that one, ask yourself again, why? Ask yourself five times why. Get deep. So that way, when you go to your mom and your dad with why you want to do what you want to do, nothing they say can shift it because that's you and God. And I believe if it's you and God going to your parents, that's good. it is going to be a smoother transition. It won't be an easy one, but it will be smoother. But you got you to gotta really understand it is not your responsibility to live out their dreams. And, and I want to say this too. Some of our dreams came from our parents. There's nothing Thanks. wrong with that if you can genuinely say that's what I desire. But some of my parents' dreams for me, I don't have. To this day, my father wants me to run some of his stuff. And I'm like, Dad, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that is boring. <laughs> I make a lot of money doing what I'm doing. It's a lot of money with you. <laughs> But you just have to have that conversation and you got to do it right with love, with respect, with honor. But also, too, my parents have come to respect me because I stood on what I believe God gave me. And that, I believe, at the end of the day, makes my parents proud because they know I'm in tune with God for myself. You know, let me say this last thing about honor. Honor is what you give them from your heart. Mm hmm not the way they experience it from your heart. That's good. Mm. I, I want to make sure that's clear. Mm. You could approach it with all the advice combined and mix it up and give it to them and they might be like, I can't believe mm. that you have mm. squandered what we've invested in you. Jasmine, you've broken our hearts. That's manipulation. Yep. You know that what you gave was honor. 
but that doesn't, you cannot guarantee how they experience it. You can put it in the most beautiful package of all time. They could open it up and still be heartbroken. Mm -hmm. So just make sure the intention of your heart is right and give them what God gave you. So good. Yeah. We love you. We love you. What's up, bro? Um, my name is Miles, and uh, when I asked God for an encounter, I didn't think, I didn't expect this. Um, so God is calling me to do multiple things. Um, he's calling me to be a scrub, uh, a writer, a, a book writer. He wants to start. He wants me to start this Christian driving business. Mm. Um, it's just multiple things. Uh, YouTube channel, mm. um, and I'm alone. I don't got this. I don't know how to start. Uh, I lack in community. Um, I lack in most areas that I need in order to get there. So I just came to ask, do you have any advice on how should I go about things moving forward? For sure. So um, are you M-Y or M-I? M-I. Like, how many miles you go? Yeah, for sure. My mm-hmm. brother's name is Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as you said that, that just brought him to my mind. He preceded me in death in 2004. So mm-hmm. that name always just arrests me. And you, your vibe is really, he, yeah. Your mm-hmm. vibe is a lot like his, right? Wow. So seeing you is dope. Okay. So um, there's a lot of things that God has put in, in you. Yeah. You start with the lowest hanging fruit. Start with the one that you have the most control over. Don't think about what's the most daunting. Start with the one that you have control over. So in my 20s, um, I was preaching, I was rapping, and I was doing stand-up comedy. And I would be doing singles events and doing stand-up. I'd be doing youth events and rapping. And then some, somebody would trust me on a Sunday morning to preach to their congregation, and I would preach. Um, and I just pecked away at all of them where I could. Mm. I remember working at Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then doing all of my mixtapes from 9 p.m. to about 2 a.m. So you you gotta put your hands on the thing that you can actually do. The driving business, the whatever these these other dreams and goals are, if that feels far out reaching, I don't have any connections to that right now, but I know the Lord has put it in my heart. Write the vision and make it plain. Uh-huh. Just because you feel it all and hear it all doesn't mean you have to do it all mm-hmm. right now. Uh-huh. So start with the thing you can actually do. And then as you start doing that one, it will start opening doors to the other stuff and the other stuff and the other stuff and the other stuff. When I step back into... Uh, well, not step back into, but when I stepped into doing this podcast, God started opening up doors for me that I, what? I was telling AO before uh, we started this that I'm very close to closing a deal on developing an app with two other business partners to bring to the market that's going to aggregate voices of vulnerability so that we can really help exponentially more people than I ever thought. I, I, there was no way I was going to be able to reach them all, right? Um, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't start what I could start now. Mm. 
the pod started and it opened the door to something else. Then comedy came back. So God put some, God put that love for comedy back in my heart. Then he brought the people to do the comedy wit. And so we're writing all this year so we can start doing comedy in clubs again next year. Cause I feel like that's part of my outreach. Yeah. Highways, byways, bushes and shrubs. Go to, the, go to where the people peek out. They go eat, they go laugh, they go watch a game, they go watch movies. Intersect with them at some point and try to bring them back in. But it all started with me doing the podcast. Mm. So, scribe, I know you got some paper. Yeah. I know you got a pen or a pencil. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sermons every day though. Right? Yeah. So, so start with where you can start and let God handle the rest. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay, hold on, that's good. Hold on. <laughs> um, so, Um, Luke 4. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school. And because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio, or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy, and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no bounds. You see, recently I got to tune into an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts, Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world 
AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Uh, Jesus says this, okay? Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Five things he felt like the, Lord's, uh, the Spirit of the Lord was on him to do. But he didn't do all those five things at the same time. But over the course of the three and a half years, he checked all five things off the list. That's good. So start with the low hanging fruit mm -hmm. and work your way up from there. Is you that good? Yeah, that's okay. real good. good. You said you live in DMV? Nah, I'm in Philly, man. You're in Philly? Yeah. That's still close. Still it's, close. It's still pretty close. How long is that drive from Baltimore? Uh, like. Two and a half, three hours. Oh, that's, that's like that work. close. Yeah, it's, it's like not for us, not not for it, not for a Sunday <laughs> service. Because here's my thing, man. You said you don't have a community, and I think black I men, mm. we need community mm. for sure. And, and and I think sometimes when we're isolated, that's not healthy for us. Exactly. And that's when the enemy really can get in. And so I would definitely say you need to find your church in Philly, mm. for sure, ASAP. Views in DMV. I would say come over to Union. It's the best church in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, as a matter of fact, if you drive down to Union on Sunday, I'll give you your gas and take you to dinner. Because I need you to get connected at least to the kingdom. We can help find you a church. Because that's important. Is, is, uh, is change in Philly? No, no, no it's change, in New Jersey, though. Oh, uh, change, yeah, change, change is in Jersey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, Darius Daniel, that's, that's my brother yeah, and my mentor. I, I just went there this past Sunday. Well, yeah. then you need to be going there. Yeah, I just started. They good. Yeah. Darius, mm -hmm. new member. For sure. I'm serious. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I say him for the temp. Mm -hmm. My favorite preacher. Mm -hmm. Stephen is my second. My pastor. Darius Daniel? Yeah. yeah. Brother. Beast. Yeah, he's good. What? Yeah, Beast. He's good. And he cool. Yeah, and he cool. He like Tim. Mm -hmm. He gonna have that nigga conversation with you too. <laughs> for real. Facts. But I would definitely say this too. And I don't want to discourage you. Please correct me if you disagree. Sometimes we can think all 10 things are from God mm -hmm. and two of them could be from God 
and the other eight may just be from us. And sometimes I feel as if, sometimes I gotta ask myself, I have so many ideas with my team. I'm like, oh, that's God, that's God, that's God. And I'm like, it's God because it's a lot of money. That wasn't God. It was just me because it was a lot of money. When it's God, he confirms it in his word. Yep. And he confirms it through my mentors. Yes, good. And so if he doesn't confirm it in the word, and if he doesn't confirm, confirm it in that, I'm like, oh, okay, that was just me. And so if I was you, I would spend some time and go back home and ask God, what is from you and what is from me? And watch this. What's from you is not a bad thing. Correct. It's not a bad thing at all. Yep. Because he gave us the power to think and to process and to dream. That, that's cool. Great. But if it's from God, that's priority. Because there's something waiting and he's waiting for you to use you to do something greater for his kingdom. That's good. And then those things will fund your other things. That's good. And so I would go back and really do some dreaming and, and, and praying, saying, God, what's you? What's me? If this is you, give me the wisdom, give me the knowledge to do this. God, just don't forget, I still want to do these things. Mm -hmm. All right? Love you, man. Let's get next. Let's get next. Thank Let's go. Oh, uh, you say Latino? Yeah. Latino! <laughs> God sent. Let's go. No, I, Dang, I, the I, ladies back here are saying, ooh. <laughs> um... First of all, I'm grateful. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you, Tim McFaul. I'm very speaking new. to the mic, man, so we can hear you on, on the camera. I'm very new to um, both the table and the basement, but um, man, just by the last couple months, uh, crazy. So I, I, I got a question. God has led me here for a reason. I feel like I'm, I'm truly safe to to share. Mm. Um, for someone who's been looking for intimacy and one day marriage but have been looking in a lot of the wrong places and have been misguided for years with the spirit of lust mm. and porn and so forth um what are some things that you can share that can help help me uh, find my identity again in getting back on track to pursuing that right type of intimacy in marriage one day. So good. I love it. I love it too. I'm, can this I just you say right I here. celebrate and I'm proud of you for just even being vulnerable yeah. to share that here. Yeah. That's what I was talking about, safety. Absolutely. Um, so I was sexually abused by a neighbor that lived, a teenage boy that lived across the street from me for about six months. My younger brother was abused by the same guy. Uh, we found out later he was sexually abusing all the kids on the block. Um, when I was 12, I was exposed to pornography. Pornography became my drug of choice. That's what I used to medicate my pain, porn and masturbation. That was, I've never been drunk in my life. I've never smoked weed in my life. But that dopamine hit I was giving myself, I was my own drug dealer, I was straight. Um, uh, started becoming sexually active, late teens and it was all around trauma. It was all around pain. It was all around numbing so that I didn't have to deal with low self-esteem, insecurity, all these wounds that I had. So um, anytime I talk to somebody that is trying to break sexual addiction or 
pornography addiction, I always like to invite that person to be very kind to themselves and show themselves a lot of grace. Because truly what has happened is the little boy in you grew up. And something that the little boy found to help him deal with and navigate a season of life or a traumatic episode that he could not put into words, got swallowed up by a man. And now that man stands here, <laughs> really speaking on behalf of the boy, mm -hmm. to say, how do I put these toys down that I no longer need? Because they're no longer working for me. Mm. And so I want you to show yourself a lot of grace and a lot of empathy. I need you to be very, very kind to yourself and understand that porn is a symptom, promiscuity is a symptom, it ain't the root. And my encouragement to you is to go find out what the real root is. Facts. Because if somebody has a cold, me offering them Kleenex doesn't get to the root of the cold. It just addresses the symptom. So I don't wanna give you advice that just deals with stop looking at porn. Right? Stop having sex before marriage. Be pure! Right? Altar call. I, I can't tell you how many altar calls I went to for purity. Right. Right. Cast the lust demon out. Right. Get it out, Lord. Right. Next day, still horny. <laughs> so that was not the case. The, the, the issue was not my body or my sexual drive. It was trauma. Mm. So what you have to go locate, and I'm not saying you have to do it now. Mm. I won't make you do it now. But what, what you need to find out is, why is porn here in the first place? Mm. And when you can get the answer to that, you can go deeper into figuring out what needs to be unraveled and separate you from it so you can start finding freedom. I hope that helps. Have you a uh, question? Have you ever done therapy before? No, um, I've been been conjunctured by an individual who had um, got me started in my healing journey the last uh, six months, and I haven't yet. I haven't been able, to be honest, I haven't just been able to find a right one, don't know really where to look. So I kind of confide on certain brotherhood uh, throughout the church and my yeah. business and so forth. So. I think that's important. I mean, I think spiritual connection, brotherhood is definitely important. And? But so is therapy. Yes. And so, um, Michelle, my producer, give her your name and your number. I'm going to give you three months of therapy for free to help you start this journey. Absolutely. Going on. Thank you. Um, because, I, I, man, I, I have no problem saying it. I'm fighting my flesh every single day. And, and, and if you don't get the right help spiritually and naturally, you'll let this flesh deplete us and you said something how do you look for intimacy and it's like that's something i heard you and i was like man that's a good question and i asked myself that same question I'm, I'm tired of sex i'm ready for intimacy that's more than sex i want to be connected but god said how can you look for how can you look for that from her when you haven't been intimate with me mm -hmm. and so while you're going to therapy figure out how to grow a intimate relationship with him once you have that, it's going to be easier to have an intimate relationship with your brothers, with your sisters, with your friends. And then when you get hurt, that's going to be even more. 
And it started in therapy. It started with brotherhood. It started giving my brothers the right to hold me accountable and to call me out. But if we're really going to find true intimacy, we got to be intimate with God. And a man, I, I was not. And I'm getting better every single day with him. Once you find that, you'll be good. But give it to Michelle. And uh, I promise you, that's three months. Now listen, I'm a money guy. Don't waste my money, bro. We gonna make sure, I'm, we gonna make sure you spending my money right. That's good. All right? No, absolutely, I appreciate it. We love you, man. I wanna, say, I wanna say one last thing to you. You're gonna be free. Yeah. yeah. You are going to be free. You are not going to be struggling like this mm. the rest of your life. Mm. You are going to reduce. You're going to see those urges be reduced. The freer you get in your mind, your body's going to be free too. And I want to say something else. I just feel this and and if it doesn't land on you right, just throw it away. But there's a thought in your mind that because of your sexual past, there won't be this great connection with your wife. But if you do this therapy and really dig into your soul and get free, you're gonna be able to give your wife something you've never given any other, other people that you've been with. And that's the true you. Thank you, thank you. And like he said, you and your wife gonna be better than them porn stars. So, so listen, so I, I was very, I was. Lord Jesus, let's get to this question. Yeah. My man's, I need to get home. No, 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 I just wanna, I wanna say this real quick. I was very promiscuous. Mm. And when I got married, I, the, the, the biggest regret I have in life is not being a virgin when I got mm. married to Juliet. Like I hated that I had sex with anybody else before I gave my mm. body to Juliet. And the Holy Spirit one day in my devotion time was like, you gave those other women your body, but mm. they never had you. Mm. Juliet is the first person to have you. you. That's it. And that's intimacy. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Hi. I like that. Hi, my name is Lindsay. I'm from Connecticut. Okay. I was also part of the Singles Blueprint. Oh, so I love it. I'm one of, I actually was summoned here by my friend. Um, God gave her my name to, for me to come here. So I thank God for that because you've been talking about transitions and I definitely believe I'm in a transition of geographically from Connecticut to someplace I've never been. So my question is, how have you responded to God's no? Because mm. oftentimes we hear the yes, mm. but we don't know how to react to when God says no. Mm. So God's no is protection. His no is because he knows, right? His N-O is because he K-N-O-W-S's, right? So, so he, what I have learned to do is to be very honest about my experience with his no, especially when it's something that I really desired, especially when it's something I, I, I really wanted. When he says no to me, I will throw a tantrum. It's facts. So I'm not always like, whatever you say, Lord. Facts. I love you. Facts. Then he's like, good, you can't have it. Then I'm like, no! 
no, the devil is a liar. And he's like, that's me. That ain't the, I closed that door. Like, stop rebuking it. It's me, right? So, so it doesn't mean that you, that you can't be honest about the way you're experiencing, no. Just accept it. Mm. I remember when my parents would tell me no, like I wanted to use the car because I wanted to go to the club. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, mm. They weren't like, what did you just do? You can be mad if you want to. You still ain't using the car to go to the club, right? And in the same way, when God is closing those doors, it's because he knows something that we don't know. Facts. And we have to be at peace with those no's, understanding that the doors that he will open are gonna be better than we ever could have planned or imagined for ourselves. So that's what I have to say on that. God's no is freedom to me. And, I, and I've, I've, I, uh, <clears throat> man, see this, this part I don't like about us, because God tells us to say something, and I just told him, no, why am I say that? I'm embarrassed myself. <laughs> but this embarrassment is going to be for someone else's freedom. That's good. But I'm like, but now I'm going to be embarrassed. They're going to talk about me on the blog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let it rip. But, 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 they talking about me, they might as well talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> but God's no is really freedom. It, 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 it really is. Uh, I think it was about six months ago, um, a piece of land came available on an ocean. Not on the ocean, on a beautiful, the, uh, the Potomac River here. It was bad. I said, oh, I'm single with that kind of house on the river? I said, my God. I put the, I put the deposit down. Mm. I said, God, I'm getting this. I'm buying the land. I bought the land. The land was about a million dollars. I put the deposit down going forward. God told me, no. I still put it down. I said, God, you must not know who I am. I'm thinking, well, God, you gave me the money. Why not get the land? You said I would get my heart's desires. I desire that. <laughs> Builder comes and he says, yeah, man, it'll cost you maybe about 1.5 to build a house. So easy. A month later, the builder comes back. It's going to be $4 million to build a house. God said, I told you no. Mm. He said, now, if you do this, mm. you're contradicting what you've been teaching mm. because that's not in your budget mm. for a $5 million thing. Mm -hmm. And I told you no. Mm. I said, but God, I can make it work, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's just me and a black dog. The wife is coming. She will love this. <laughs> what do you mean? God said no. I took my whole team by there. I was like, y'all, we're going to be hosting parties here. We're going to record here. I'm going to put the yacht out there. Told me no. I cried, backed out of the deal. I was upset with God. I'm like, because I can afford it. Two months later, God said, it's time for you to get a building for your network. If I would have got that house for me, I couldn't get the building for him. We are in the process of getting a building for our Neatness Network that now houses all of our shows where we can record and spread our message out to the masses. But I would not have been able to get the building if I would have got that for my flesh. 
And it goes back to what you just said. Yeah. He said no right. because he knew right. what was coming. Yes. And so sometimes when I hear God saying no, I get excited because he's saying yes to something better. That's good. That's good. And so I would encourage you when you hear God say no, it sucks, but you got to figure out how to be like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I hold God to it. All right, man, you said no. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> that yes better be coming soon. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm yep. going to be faithful. Yep. I'm going to be a cheerful giver yep. as far as it. You said no. I'm going to be cheerful about it. Okay, God, okay. But I'm telling you right now, if I would have got that house, I would not be able to do what God really wanted me to do. And watch this. By doing this, it instantly when we move in, my influence doubles, my income doubles, I'll be able to easily afford that house because I was obedient to his no. That's really good. And I would have been struggling because I avoided his no. Hopefully it helps you out. It does, thank you. Thank you, that's awesome. We got two more questions, let's go. True. My sister, every time I see you, that hair, I just love the hair. <laughs> and they say, never mind, I love it. Come on now. Okay. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Alexis Williams. Um, and we've been talking about transition. That really hit me over there, right? It's funny how something simple can hit you harder than something complex. So my question is, what do you do when your transition includes isolation? Mm. Good God. Yeah. You have to embrace it. Yeah. Mm. You have to embrace it. Um, the wilderness is the prerequisite to the promised land. Mm. There is no promised land without the wilderness. The wilderness leaves you alone, but you will not be lonely. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So being alone and being lonely are two different things. But God does require a season for all of us to be alone with him before he puts us with them. Mm. Because the identity has to be solidified between you and him and you and yourself before he can gift you to other people. Mm. If not, like he said earlier to another uh, young man, I think, uh, other people will come and put their fingerprints all over you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who you are, they will tell you who they are, mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I'll give you Old Testament, New Testament real quick under 90 seconds. Uh, children of Israel come out of Egypt. They go uh, into the wilderness to be detoxified from the identity that they had in Egypt mm -hmm. so they can go to the promised land and be identified by who God said that they were. Yeah. His kids. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus goes to the wilderness. What is he tested on? His identity. If you're really the son of God. It's the same wilderness journey. Every day he was in the wilderness represented every year Israel was in the wilderness. Right? Yeah. But when he comes out, what does he know through and through? I belong to God. Yeah. So they were calling him a sinner. They were calling him, they said he was filled with demons. He knew who he was and he was able to, to be comfortable in that once he was given to the public. Why? Because in that time of isolation, what was solidified for him was his identity. Yeah. So you may be in a season where uh, your identity was this. For me, it was 
being a pastor for seven years. Yeah. Now, I don't even put speaker or preacher on my bio until the end. Mm. It's podcaster, author, speaker. I went from preaching all around the world, more stamps in my passport than <laughs> everybody that came out the hood with me. We only take 3% of the speak engagements that we get invited for. And it's by the thousands that we get invited and we only take 3% of them. Mm -hmm. So the season has changed. Mm -hmm. I spend more time sitting down talking than I do up speaking. Mm -hmm. But had my identity been wrapped in preaching, mm -hmm. woo, woo, I would have turned a moment in my life into a monument. Mm -hmm. Good. And monuments become idols that we worship. Yes, sir. Yeah. So never worship the season, yeah. mm -hmm. worship the God of the seasons. Mm -hmm. And when a season's over, thank you, Holy Spirit, mm. grieve it. Mm. Mm. Grieve it. If it was mm. good for you, it's worthy of your tears. Mm. People be trying to move on like, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm going into my next season of life, and I don't, the, what, what, the, the next thing that the Lord has for me, I'm ready for it. Juliet and I cried for a whole year. Mm. We cried for a whole year transitioning from that church. Mm. We thought the church needed a year. The Holy Spirit said the church don't need a year. You do. Mm. You know that good old church that he told me to plant? Them rusty congregants. I'm just playing. They ain't rusty. <laughs> <laughs> do you know them jokers only needed 90 days to get over us? <laughs> How offended we were. <laughs> we done stayed up late and counseled oh, y'all people and prayed for y'all and married y'all and buried y'all's parents and kids and all this kind of stuff. And we give you this announcement and you talking about, amen, go pastor. <laughs> like, <laughs> are y'all even sad? So, so if it was a good season, grieve it. Mm -hmm. If it was a bad season, grieve it. Yeah. Every season is worth our tears mm. and it's worth our cheers. Yeah. Mm. But when it's over, Write your obituary for it and then bury it. Because unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, yeah. it cannot bear forth much fruit. My God. Amen. All right, what are you feeling? <laughs> Relief. Mm. Mm. She said relief, y'all. That's sweet. I love you. Can I give you a hug? Okay. Ah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. Last one and we done. Yeah. Last one. Can, can we raise that for? Yes. Oh, yeah. You look like you about to sing. I know. <laughs> Today's her birthday. Uh -huh. All right, man. You, Make sure I get your cash out. Right. <laughs> I'm getting scared now. Yeah, yeah. I came on the wrong day. <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. Make sure I get your cash out, okay? Okay. Right. Anthony. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. CJ, Alex, Speak up. Speak up. thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
okay. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Oh. I was born in Haiti, but I grew up in Toxin Caicos in Florida. I went through a lot. Um, God blessed me with a beautiful son. He's gonna graduate next year with a degree in computer science. So everything I went through in my life, I felt it was for him not to have to go through these things. In his eyes, he see me as successful, but I see myself as failure because there's a lot of things I want to do that I haven't achieved. Mm. And my biggest obstacle is I'm fighting a battle with the devil on a daily basis. What do you do to get up and keep going no matter what when you keep getting punches and kick left and right? How do you find the strength to mm. keep going? Okay. Give me your name again. Francine. Francine? Okay. Francine. Francine. Francine, um, I sense your fatigue. I sense your frustration and your anger. Would you be opposed to me asking like a very specific question? What devil are you fighting? I don't know, a family, sometimes friends, co-workers, or sometimes I'll talk to God and ask him for something, and the minute I'm about to get it, it's like the devil just come and slap it. Like, you're holding a plate of your fo food in, in your hand, right? And it's like somebody just smack it. And it's constantly happening. Okay, I'm gonna meddle a little bit. It's okay. If you are fighting family, friends, and coworkers, this might piss you off. No. Okay. If you are fighting family, friends, and coworkers, you might be fighting you more than you are fighting them. Here's my sense. Without us having to unpack your life. Mm -hmm. This is really a contention for whether you are going to operate on a grid that is your generational blessing mm -hmm. or operate on a grid that is your generational curse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the blessing and the curse is a choice. Here's what I tell everybody that comes to me that is taught, that has the same type of frustration that you do. A generational curse and a generational blessing comes to every single generation with an invitation. <laughs> we got accepted. 
but it's an invitation. Would you like to go another round of alcoholism in your family? Would you like to go another round of divorce in your family? Would you like to go another round of promiscuity in your family, of drug use in your family, of holding a grudge in your family, yeah, of popping one. off at the mouth in your family, of being violent in your family? The curse is coming every year. It's knocking on the door. Let me in. The generational blessing is coming too, but it's more subtle. But it's making the same invitation. But that invitation is hard, especially when there is no template around to give you something different. Mm. So I feel like you're in a position where you know what you want. You see what you want. Yes. I heard you say thank you to all of these people. They, they have been a source of strength for you and encouragement. And you did a roll call. I mean, that was, that was beautiful. I didn't think I was gonna be included in it. I was like, it's like, she ain't talking to me. She, she know like eight people deep up in here. You see it, you don't know how to. Yeah. You trying to hold it and that's what's getting smacked out of your hand. Yes. And that frustration is causing friction with your family, friction with the coworkers, friction with your friends. But there ain't nothing really wrong with them. They regular crazy, <laughs> just like you and I. Everybody crazy, right? I just think for you, you just need one or two people. You don't need a whole squad. You need one or two people that'll say, this is how you take this blessing and live it out. You're not gonna be flirting with it no more. It's not gonna be temporary. You're not gonna be living in the back of your mind waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. It's been too good for two mm -hmm, weeks. Mm -hmm. I know this is about to get smacked on my head. You're not gonna experience temporary joy anymore. It's gonna be lasting. I'll give you this last thing and I'll shut up. The promised land, we romanticize it. When we preach about it, you know, God's gonna bring you out of your wilderness. <laughs> He's gonna bring you into the promised land. Ooh. Ooh, you gonna step in. <laughs> 10 steps to a breakthrough. <laughs> we down to nine. <laughs> You're living fine. <laughs> we down to eight. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> you going to heaven. <laughs> Six. Pick up your sticks. <laughs> we going in. We going around Jericho. Yes. We're about to take the walls down. Mm -hmm. But when we get into Canaan, how the heck we gonna stay? <laughs> ah. The book of Deuteronomy is all about maintenance. So is. Deuteronomy is the homeowners association guide <laughs> to how to stay in your blessing. In Canaan. You just need your Deuteronomy. You need the book to maintain it. You've had it. You've held it. Mm -hmm. It's getting slapped out. And my wife's Afro-Caribbean too. Family went, uh, uh, family boats actually, the slave ships actually dropped them off in Turks. Then they went to Haiti. Mm -hmm. Then they went to the Bahamas. Yeah. So we cousins somewhere. Yes. So, so my encouragement to you is that you just need one or two people. I, I, in this wisdom, 
is, is from what Anthony said earlier that you don't need a lot of voices in your in your life right now mm -hmm. speaking into this. Yes. You need a solid one or two people that you can really bond with that's going to guide you through on how to maintain and sustain this. That's what I feel that I was to share with you, and I hope it resonated with you. And let me say this. I think I'm going to make some people upset. <laughs> Do it. We got to stop giving the devil so much credit. Because the devil be sitting out there laughing like, wait, that wasn't me, but I'm coming. <laughs> now that you said something. You're right. Now that, I, mean, I, had, I didn't even have you on my radar, but I'm coming. Yeah. Is it because it's like, man, oh, the devil there, man. I'm fighting the enemy. And he's like, girl, I wasn't even fighting you. I didn't even know your name. And so it's like, I, I feel as if sometimes it goes back to what he said. Sometimes he, it, it, you're fighting yourself. And oftentimes that's in the, in, in the church world, in the, in the Christian world, if it ain't right, it's the devil. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if it ain't right, that's God too. Yeah. And sometimes if it ain't right, it's not God or the devil, it's you. Yes. And so something you said earlier, I just want to say that. Something you said earlier, and I just, I just can't let that slide. You have a black kid, not in jail, no. not on drugs, mm -hmm. graduating college, and you said you feel like you failed? No, that's success to me. That's beautiful. That, that is, and I don't see a ring. Are you married? No. That is success <laughs> to me. Personified. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so, so, so to sit here and say, I feel like I failed, and he looks at me as I'm successful, but I, no, 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 no. You are successful. Yes, you are. And you have to embrace that, you know? And now that your son is successful, now that he's going off into the world by himself, now it's time for you to fight yourself Get through yourself. Stop giving the devil credit. Get in line with God and go do what God needs you to do now, now that your son is successful because of your hard work. And so don't give the devil any more credit. Give yourself credit. Get in tune with God and you're going to be all right. All right. Thank you. We, we love, love you. you. All right. We love you. Wow. Man, we got to do this again. Yes, we do. But I can't leave <laughs> because I was supposed to, this was the verse about when you, when you said, um, the man is the head of the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get Oh, you, you got it. I gotta get that we verse. We gonna end with the man. I, I gotta bust this up real quick. Bust it. So this is, um, uh, this is 1 Corinthians 11, verse number one and verse number two. Uh, Paul says, I, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. This is crazy that Paul would say this. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. Mm -hmm. The head of woman is man. Mm -hmm. And the head of Christ is God. Mm -hmm. In our country, we say that the man is the head of household. Mm -hmm. when we try to find out who the head of household is. Um, but the man's not the head of the house. Not if he's a believer in Jesus. He's the head of his wife. Mm. I am the head of Juliet. Mm -hmm. She is my body. She came from me, right? If mm -hmm. we're going back to Genesis 2. Um, but, I, but I'm not the head of the house. Mm. The reason why Juliet has no issue submitting to me 
is because I'm submitted to him. Mm -hmm. I haven't met a sane woman who has a problem submitting to her spouse mm. when that man is submitted to Christ. Right. The issue becomes when the man is trying to tell this woman, submit to me. Yeah, yeah. And she's looking at him like, who are you submitted to? <laughs> That's facts. I'll listen to you when you listen to him. Right. When you get a word from him for me, mm -hmm. then I'll submit. Yeah. So, so I just want to calibrate that with the word, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that that ego that we have, that's like I'm gonna run this, and you ain't gonna tell me I'm. We going this way. Yeah. I'm the leader. Yeah. You are, and you will follow it. Wow. It's not either or. It's both and. Facts. And when you get that in the right perspective, everything else takes care of itself. I'm not gonna say nothing after that. He's going to show right there. How can you be a leader if you're not a good follower? See, the money part of me wants to say, how can you be an entrepreneur if you've never been a good employee? But anyway, that part, we going to be right That part. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, can we clap and celebrate Tim Ross? Thank Yo. You. Hands down, one of the best shows we've had y'all been an amazing audience man and i love you all thank you all put your hands together for yourself because y'all look good in here it's all you know but listen yo we'll see y'all on the next show peace out Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.